you. Welcome to another episode of the Kindhearted Badass Show. I am so excited you're here with us today because you don't get just me, you get me and my badass bestie, Heather Compton. She is the co-founder of Kindhearted Badass, and when we recorded this episode, which was a few weeks ago due to my, mm, let's just call them technology issues, <laughs> um, we have actually met in person finally, and it was amazing. There were a few other changes since this episode was recorded, and I will come back to you and share some notes with you at the end after you get to listen to this badass conversation between me and Heather Compton. I hope you get to know her and love her as much as I do. I have no doubt you will. So let's get right to it. Hey, Heather, welcome to the Kindhearted Badass Show. But this is really uh, not even such a welcome because this is just as much yours as it is mine. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. I'm excited because we're going to have so much fun together, not just today, but in future episodes. Um, but since this is the first time that our audience is going to be hearing your voice on the Kindhearted Badass Show, why don't you give us a little better, bit of background? About me or us or Kindhearted Badass or what do you want background on? All of it. All the things. <laughs> okay. Um, so Kindhearted Badass itself came about... Um, I don't know, maybe 18 months ago, I was chit-chatting with a friend of mine who um, has been a really big mentor in my business life, in my personal life, and she said, it's been such a pleasure to watch you grow into such a kind-hearted badass. And at the time, I was running a jewelry company, and I said, oh my God, I'm going to go put that on a necklace right now. <laughs> and I did. And I put it out into the world as a handmade necklace and a bunch of people were like what I love that and they bought them and so then we started a little tribe of kind-hearted badasses um so that's where the saying itself came from how you and I ended up together in kind-hearted badass is we met how, how long ago was that 18 months um, ago. Maybe. Yeah, about, oh, about a year and a half ago. Maybe almost yeah. two years ago already even. Time flies. Probably <laughs> around the same time, I think, that Kind Heart of Badass came about. We were in a fitness group that we are lovingly calling the <laughs> Don't Die Fitness Cult. Um, and it was, a fit, it was a super intense fitness challenge where we had to work out every single day. And if you didn't work out, you got kicked out of the group which was motivating because I didn't want to leave my buds, right? Because we all got really connected doing this super hard thing. And so I was like, well, I better get this workout done because otherwise I'm not going to be able to see my friends today on the internet. Right. <laughs> so um, that's how we met and became friends. And the Don't Die Fitness Cult ended up not being sustainable for us. Um, and we both ended up leaving within a few months of each other. But we had created such a strong relationship that we stayed friends. And you were building a business over here. I was building Kindhearted Badass over here. But we were building the same things, calling it two different things, really. Yes. So, <laughs> so because we redundant. really believe the same, same things about life and women and moms and what we were trying to do. So eventually we were like, well, this is silly. We're both helping each other. 
all the time on our separate projects. Let's just put them together. Yes. And we did. And now we own Kind Hearted Badass together. And we have a bunch of super exciting things going on with it. Yes. And a bunch of super amazing people that have come along with us on this journey. All the Kind Hearted Badass crew. Yeah. We do, we do have a really amazing community. Yes. yes, and it's, so. and it's growing every day, and I'm grateful for all of them. Especially yes. because they like to do hard things, just like us. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, some days that they don't like to do it, but they do it anyway. Yes. Which is Very a true. core tenet of um, what it means to be a kind of badass, is that we do hard things even if we don't want to. Yep. Which most days... I mean, I think most people, no one's like, oh, I just love doing hard things. It's so great. You know, I love, like. I love doing herpes and waking up at 5 a.m. Yeah. It's so much fun. Right. Like, but we do it anyway because we know it's good for us. We know it's how we're going to get where we want to go in life. So we choose to do it anyway. Yep. So, I mean, I know we've. We've faced quite a few obstacles over the last six to eight months um, when we were both starting or building these side-by-side businesses and then trying to merge them together and figuring out how to balance being best friends who never actually met in person, by the way, for those of you who don't know us personally. Uh, This Zoom call that we're recording this podcast on is as close as Heather and I have ever gotten to each other. Yeah, that's um, true. Hopefully we'll be rectifying that sooner than later. But, um, you know, I mean, then that adds its own batch of obstacles and challenges, too. As it really does. You know, being moms and the primary caregivers for our children. And you have your farm. And trying to build these businesses and not knowing what the hell we're doing. And, like, literally bootstrapping our way through everything. I mean, <laughs> I all right. I would love for you to share the story about how we took payments the first month of Kind-Hearted Badass Body. Okay, so <laughs> so we we didn't have a website. Neither one of us are tech savvy at all. At all. So <laughs> we got what we used this program called ConvertKit. We made like a very rudimentary landing page that honestly took me like 10 days. It should have taken like two hours. It took me like 10 days to put this thing together. And then we didn't, I realized like, oh man, we don't even have any way to take people's money. (laughs) And so I happened to have an Etsy shop for kind hearted badass with some stickers and stuff in it. And I was like, well, I'm just going to put them, I'm going to put it on Etsy. I'm pretty sure that's against Etsy's rules. And, like, we broke all kinds of rules to do that because that's not a handmade product. But <laughs> we, we linked from that web, that landing page. We sent them an email and said, here, click here if you want to join. And they had to go to Etsy and buy their membership to kind of invent us body. It was a disaster. I mean, honestly, it was pretty scrappy, but it was a mess. It looked a mess. But we made it work. We did. We did. And, I mean, we got it done. And by the next month, we had a real subscription program. And a real website. A real website and, like, real things. But 
we didn't want to wait. We knew we couldn't get it done for the first month, all of those things. And we didn't want to wait to start. So I think the lesson there is just like, start where you are with what you have, because if someone actually believes in what you're doing, they're not going to care that you're having them check out on Etsy. Exactly. Because none of our members cared. No. And we've had, I mean, what do we have? 30 something members that first month and almost all of them, what, 80% or so are still with us. So yeah, I think more than that. I think we've only, I mean, we've grown since then and we've only lost, I think two people or something. So like, your core fan base who be- truly believes in what you're doing is not going to care how ugly your website is or how silly it looks to have them go through 17 extra <laughs> steps to get to the Etsy store that the product shouldn't even be on. <laughs> uh, and we knew we would laugh about it one day and here we are. In fact, yeah. I think we even said when we were doing that, like, one day we're going to have a kind-hearted badass podcast and we're going to share this story and we're going to laugh about it. And here we are. And it didn't take yeah. us nearly as long to get here as we thought we would six months ago. No. I mean, at the time I was like, kind of like em- embarrassed of myself. Like, oh man, you really look bad. <laughs> but truly looking back, even though it was only four or five months ago, um, I'm kind of proud of us for, I mean, you know, like we didn't let that, that, obstacle get in our way we figured out a workaround and we made it happen I'm super proud of us because we wouldn't be here if we didn't make that choice and I think it's so easy to forget especially for anybody who's trying to build a business on their own or get an audience through social media or you know whatever it is that they're working on it's so easy to look at the people who are doing it and forget that they started at the beginning. They didn't start at the top. I think uh, I I was listening to an Amy Porterfield uh, podcast just uh, the other day. And she said the same thing. Like whoever her guest was, was talking about like the things you have to do at the beginning and being a one woman show. And Amy's like, that's how I started. I started doing all the things all by myself and I sucked at most of them. And it, you know, it's exactly the case. Like, you have to be willing to put in the hard work and you have to be willing to face the obstacles and know that the obstacles are going to come. Life's going to keep throwing shit at you. It doesn't care what a good person you are. It doesn't care how hard you've already worked. It's going to make you work harder because it's just life. There's always going to be another obstacle. And sometimes they're big ones. Sometimes they're little ones. But there's always going to be something. Yeah, I mean, we have had both big and little so far in our journey, you know, from that, like not having a payment processor to, you know, my mom dying. And it's just you and I doing all of the work. And then me having to say, man, my mom's on hospice. I can't do any of my work. And you having to take on all of the work to keep everything afloat until I could get back, you know? So I, I think just knowing that you're going to have these big and small obstacles, accepting it and trying to plan accordingly as best you can for them. I know you can, I mean, obviously I couldn't plan for my mom dying. We did not know that was coming. Um, but planning for things to go wrong as much as you can is important. Yeah, very much so. 
And I think like you actually just created an awesome, um, context for lack of a better word. Uh, so for, within the kind hearted, badass body and the, I do hard things challenge, um, each day of the week, we give our members a different mindset exercise or activity to go through. And usually they'll run over the same theme for a few days. So, uh, as we're recording this, I think over the last few days, our context has been about overcoming obstacles and uh -huh. you took the group through an amazing, um, process. Would you want to share some of that with everybody listening now? Yeah. So the first thing I had everyone do, and, and Janine and I do all of the same things. So we don't just tell everyone to do it. We do it. Um, the first thing we did was list out any possible, we were talking specifically about doing the I Do Hard Things Challenge. Mm -hmm. So let me give you a baseline. The I Do Hard Things Challenge is a physical and mental challenge that runs for 28 days. You have to work out every single day um, and do your mindset work. You have to drink a certain amount of water and get a certain amount of steps in. So you have to be really cognizant of moving your body and taking care of your body for 28 straight days. You're placed on a team. Your team is... Um, relying on you to pull your, pull your weight and do your part, um, to get to the end of the 28 days. So we talked about, well, okay, so this is going to be challenging for most of us to, because most people in our group are not crazy fitness people, myself included. Ditto. <laughs> um, and they would not work out for 28 days straight without the accountability of a challenge like this. So that in itself is an obstacle. So we went through listing all the possible obstacles that could get in our way this month um, and keep us from making it to day 28 and earning our I Do Hard Things stickers. So that's our prize to ourselves is you can, we have an exclusive sticker. You can't get it anywhere. You can't buy it. You have to earn it. Um, so everyone listed their possible obstacles, the bigger, the, the big, the small, as many as you can possibly come up with down to like my donkey might kick me in the face. <laughs> I have a farm by the way, guys. And I have a donkey, three of them. Three donkeys so that's, that are adorable. That's and everybody should be following you on Facebook and Instagram so they can see pictures of all your cute farm animals. Yeah, Just they fun. are pretty, pretty fun, but that could be a real obstacle. I could get kicked in the face. So you're going to brainstorm any possible, whatever it is you're trying to achieve, you're going to brainstorm all the possible obstacles that can possibly get in the way. For me, um, my husband is interviewing for a new job, and so he will potentially be traveling a lot. That's going to be an obstacle for me because there will be more on my plate at home, taking care of the farm, taking care of our kids, because he will, will not be here. Um, not... I'm terrible about drinking my water. So if I do not track it, I won't drink it. Just drinking water is an obstacle for me. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's a small thing. It seems put it down. Um, I could get kicked in the face with the donkey. That's not a joke. But write it down. So you're going to write down any possible thing that could get in your way. Then the next day after we brainstorm that we are, we plan for them. Okay. So what am I going to do? If my donkey kicks me in the face, <laughs> I'm sorry. Bar it's not funny, but 
right i mean but it's true barring like some serious like i'm in the hospital injury how can i figure out how to get my stuff done if i get injured by okay so i actually did hurt my foot wrangling a donkey that's a real thing that happened so now how am i going to get my workouts in with a hurt foot so i have had to modify all of my workouts because i have this stomped donkey foot um so you're gonna plan for them things that i wrote down in my planning for um, my husband possibly being gone or that i'm gonna have to put some really serious systems in place in my house to make sure that everything else is running smoothly so it doesn't knock me off my game for the i do hard things challenge so making sure i have a solid bedtime routine with the kids making sure that um we're keeping tidy so the house doesn't get in my way, things like that. Um, and then the third thing, after you list your obstacles and then you plan for them, is to practice doing hard things in the meantime. So you are maybe not having an obstacle right now, but you want to make sure that you are ready, mentally and physically ready, when one of these obstacles comes your way. So how we do that, how we choose to do that is do these fitness challenges because they're mentally tough and they physically make you stronger. So you're taking care of your body. We drink all the water and we, you know, do these challenging workouts. We have um, a new trainer this month who is totally kicking our asses. Yes, she is. <laughs> yeah, she really is. Um, and so she's making us physically strong. We're going through the mindset work, which is making us mentally strong and just doing a physically hard workout makes you mentally strong. Yeah, because it's not for most of us, you know, barring, yes, there are some members of the group who are pregnant who have, you know, physical problems with their knees or their backs. So yes, having those physical limitations may stop somebody from doing certain activities. Absolutely. However, for the rest of us who are mostly able-bodied, we may not be in the best shape but we're physically capable of doing these workouts. Now that doesn't mean 10 minutes into our 20 minute workout, I'm not going to be cursing off Heather Rager, our trainer saying, I don't want to effing do this anymore. I'm done. <laughs> and right. reminding myself that my body can do it. It's hard. It's really freaking hard sometimes, but it's, it's the mental aspect. We're not just making ourselves physically stronger. We're making ourselves mentally stronger because we're teaching ourselves not to quit and not to give up and to push through the discomfort. I'm not even going to say pain because while I hate burpees as much as anybody, they're not painful. <laughs> they may be torturous. Right. They may be hard. They're really uncomfortable, but they're not painful. I mean, you know, and it's that, it's that mindset shift that we have to come overcome to get through those obstacles and building up that mental strength will help us in every other challenge that we face. Right, right, exactly. So if you're practicing every day doing something hard, then your subconscious just knows, like, I do hard things. Okay, obstacle, that's fine, you're here, but guess what? I do hard things and I will figure you out. Yep. It just becomes a part of you but it can't become a part of you if you're not practicing it like every day. Yep. You have to do something hard that you don't want to do every day. Exactly. 
Have you started bringing that into, um, like, are you teaching that to your kids? I don't know that I'm so great at teaching it to my kids yet because I don't, I'm still not great at teaching it to myself. Like I'm still actively practicing it. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Me too. I mean, and so they, sure. I think maybe I'm teaching it to them just by osmosis because they see it. Yeah, that's definitely true. They see you doing the hard things and not giving up. And Yeah, I think, I mean, that's probably something I should work on is actively teaching them and saying you do hard things or putting them in like situations where we make that. I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to make them do 100 burpees, but you know <laughs> what I'm saying. Well, that would be a good Yeah, that's a really though. good point. <laughs> well, I started doing it um, more so with Shay than Spike. So for anybody who doesn't know me that well yet, uh, Spike is 13. So that's really fun. Um, <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. 13-year-old boys are fun. And Shay is four. Four-year-old girls are really fun, too. <laughs> but anyway, you know, with, with preschoolers, toddlers, and I mean, even teenagers, like, they're kind of, oh, it's hard, it's hard, I don't want to, it's hard. So anytime I hear either one of them say, and it's, like I said, more Shay than Spike right now, I, you know, we'll be like, I can't, it's too hard. No, 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 we do hard things. It's okay. I know it's hard, but you do hard things. Let me hear you say it. And I make her say, I do hard things. And I mean, of course, I almost always end up helping her with whatever it is that she's doing. But I think just getting that into their heads, I think, will help them in the future. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I think it will. You know, just her, 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 them knowing I do hard things. It's okay. Yeah, this is hard. It's okay. It's okay that it's hard. It's okay to think yeah. that it's hard. And then you just do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I. So my husband did a presentation that, that, that story made me think of this. So my family is learning this just by watching me do it because he did a presentation at work and he shared the video with me. Mm -hmm. And he said, my wife does this thing where she tells herself, I do hard things. And then he told a story about how him and my oldest son, his name is Cash, he's 10, spent weeks learning how to do, um, what are those, the Rubik's Cubes. Mm -hmm together and like every it took them weeks to learn that algorithm and so then he did this presentation at work all about the rubik's cube and doing hard things so whether you're saying it to them or not they are going to take it in because yeah. my husband went to work and did an entire presentation about it and they sat and did the hard thing learning to do the rubik's cube every day until they finally got it and that's, so that's awesome to think about how, you know, I think one of, one of the other tenets of being a kind hearted badass is being a world changer. And that is like the perfect example of how our everyday actions, no matter how small we may think they are, are changing the world. Now, no, us doing the I do hard things challenge is not going to bring world peace or end world hunger or anything like that. But it's changing our small corners of the world because it is changing the way our kids think and our husbands think. And then it has that ripple effect because they're going to put that out into the world and the people they impact are going to put it out into the world. And, you know, it's, it's yeah. huge. Yeah, it's so small, but it is so huge yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Those little things add up and make a big difference. Well, I think we've hit on a lot of really awesome stuff today, Heather. 
Oh, great. I can't wait to have more of these conversations with you because I feel like we could probably sit here and talk for another two or three hours just about this. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I know we will certainly do so much more within the kind hearted badass community. Um, so for anybody listening, we would love to have you join us in that conversation, but Heather, is there anything else you would like to share right now with everybody? I don't think so. I mean, I really would love everyone to come and kind of poke around and circle and see what we're about. We have a bunch of free spaces in there. You do not have to pay us to come and hang out with us. Um, but just come and see, see what kind hearted badass is about. See if what we believe kind of resonates with you. We have a lot of things that we feel strongly that a kind hearted badass is, and we would love to meet more kind hearted badasses, you know, that we know you're out there and we want to find you. Definitely. And then we can all do hard things together and we can change the world and keep that ripple effect going. Absolutely. All right. Well, awesome, Heather. I look forward to, sitting down with you again soon for another kind-hearted badass show and uh i'll i'll see you in the community absolutely thanks for having me anytime talk to you later Bye. bye okay now that you've gotten to know heather and myself a little bit better i'm sure you are ready to join us in the kind-hearted badass community you can go to the show notes page at khbshow.com slash show two for all the links or hop onto Facebook and just look for the group Kindhearted Badass Community. It is a private group, so you just have to answer a couple of quick questions and we'll let you right in. Then you get getting on all the fun and see all the cute pictures of Heather's farm animals, which, if nothing else, makes everybody's day brighter. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Until next time, my friend... Stay kind, stay badass, and keep moving forward.